chow, 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 chow. So listen, so I've been thinking really heavily about um, what conversation we should have on the podcast centering um, national awareness, uh, National Financial Awareness Day, which is August 14th this year, falling on a Saturday. And I thought about it and I was like, you know, the best way to be financially aware, the best way to think about your financial future and your stability with regards to investing, with regards to saving, with regards to just being better overall, managing your money is it starts with yourself being able to tap in and recognize things that you can improve on, what you need to do better, what you need to take a step back on, like all of those things matter, right? And so for me, recognizing all of this, I said to myself, well, we need to have an updated conversation or a revamp, right? But revamping a conversation. And um, about, I want to say a year ago on the podcast, we had a conversation on buy now, pay later applications. And we also had a conversation on a payday advance app or, or, or earned wage apps, Right. And what basically both of these things are are applications where you can either get short-term financing loans and pay them over time. Or for instance, with the cash advances, you are able to borrow against your future paycheck. And when I first did this episode, it was really out of telling people who may need to utilize these services, why they are so great, why they are amazing, you know, why they help you when you're down, all of this yada, yada, yada shit, right? And after a year of reflection and honestly um, recognizing my own personal journey with these applications, I am now coming on here with an episode that asks you to proceed with caution. If you are an individual who wants to utilize buy now, pay later applications, and if you are an individual um, who may be uh, getting some form of dependency on payday cash advance applications. So today's politicking segment is going to center a different breakdown and overview of these applications, um, some new articles that highlight uh, what consumers should be looking out for, and also bringing in my own individual opinion from my experiences uh, to really help those who are interested in utilizing both of these types of applications, whether it's buy now, pay later, whether it's payday advanced applications, what you should be looking out for, and some things that you may not know about in utilizing these applications. So stay tuned for a very lovely episode, a revamped episode, you know, people's opinions change over time. And um, today I'm here to share that with you for National Financial Awareness Day, because we want to practice very healthy habits with our finances and do better. And so part of doing better and right being able to live better is to uh, be able to be informed or more informed about things we thought we knew and we understood. So let's get into it. First 
things first, in this politicking segment, I want to unpack buy now, pay later applications. Now, in my own individual journey, I discovered buy now, pay later apps, BNPL, um, as a result of not having access to credit cards. And so for me, it got to the point where I started to researching because I know how to make broke work for me, right? Um, ways that I could be able to access the things that I needed right without having to pay full price or um being punished up front right uh for enormous amounts of of paying a high interest rate or whatever it is on something that I wanted to be able to finance and when I discovered by now pay later apps I believe the first one that I came across um which was Klarna I was able to use it to purchase things like groceries, um, to pay things like rent. Um, I was able to utilize it to just do basic things that at, the t- at that time, buy now, pay later applications had a little bit more flexibility and they're all not made the same, right? Uh, so in an episode way back when, um, we unpacked utilizing uh, Klarna, a firm. Um, I think I even talked about Flex Shopper. Um, I, I talked about Quad Pay. I talked about Afterpay because these are some of these services that um, I've either interacted with or you know I've I've experienced. And so having that bit of information is very important because most people like myself who at the time. Um, couldn't get approved for a credit card or really was working on building their credit by not pay later applications became the way for me um, uh, to be able to access the th- those things that I desire. But what are some things you should know when you are looking to um, utilize these apps and how should you proceed, right, um, in being a consumer who tends to be a customer with these types of applications. So I'm going to interview, interview, <laughs> I'm going to overview an article by CNBC um, that highlights how users should proceed with caution as by now pay later applications become more popular. This article was originally published by Michelle Fox of of um, CNBC. Uh, you can find her at on Twitter at MFOXCNBC. Um, um, and I'm going to overview some of the things that this article tells individuals uh, to look out for when utilizing the apps and then provide my own uh, piece of advice for those, something for you to think about. Um, as you maneuver through your journey or not um, and understanding what buy now, pay later applications are. So for those of you who don't know, retailers are basically making it more than easier now to utilize uh, buy now, pay later loans and, and access purchases. Uh, so basically all that a buy now, pay later uh, application is, is a point of sale installment loan which is short-term financing that allows you to divide your purchases into monthly installments over time. So it will uh, divide, let's say, a $400 purchase in quarterly payments. Your loan, of course, will be for $400, um, but you're paying bi-weekly over the course of six weeks $100 to pay off your loan. Some services that offer them include a firm, Klarna, Afterpay, 
and Kwame, and more of these applications are becoming popular as consumers are looking to spread out payments on large acquisitions without using a credit card. Shockingly, as this article reveals, buy now, pay later applications in the U.S. grew 215% year over year um, in the first two months of 2021, okay? And that's according to an analysis that was done by Adobe. Uh, The lenders who typically partner with retailers like Macy's, Walmart, and Peloton um, offer these point-of-sale installment loans. But here are some things you should be thinking about before you sign away on the dotted line to a buy-now-pay-later loan application. Number one, you should be aware of overspending. The mere use of a buy-now-pay-later loans could lead you to overspending. As the article examines, two-thirds of those who have used the financing said it caused them to spend more money than they would have otherwise, okay? And this is according to a survey that was conducted by LendingTree of 1,040 Americans. Almost half said they would have made their purchase if they didn't have the option to find Basically, it's easier for people to get financing. It's easier for someone to overspend, especially if you are someone who is getting a lot of these loans. So let's say you get a $400 loan from Klarna, you get a $300 loan from um uh quad pay and you get another four hundred dollar loan from afterpay you're coming up over uh three hundred dollars right um monthly or damn near close to three hundred dollars in order for you to just take out installment loans and so depending on when you decide to borrow and utilize these apps you could be having a bill every week or every other week on top of the uh standard bills you already have. And so instead of you coming out $1,700 for the month in bills, because some people do have bills that amount to that much, this is just an example, um, you'll be coming damn near $2,000 out of pocket uh, spending money, giving all of your money away to these applications. So it's very important for you to proceed with caution. Number two. Interest rates and fees. Buy now, pay later loans have interest rates similar to those of retail credit cards, which means the APR could be as high as 30%. However, some offer promotional interest-free installments. If you pay your balance on time in accordance with the installments planned, then these things can really be can can really really uh be cheap and basically interest free when you don't pay on time or make some other mistake that's when things can get a little bit dicey and it can be more expensive for you um uh to be able to pay back the loan you have borrowed now an example of this is Klarna the app Klarna typically has um two ways you can borrow from their application. And this was a recent update that I want to say happened last year because when I first had access to the Klarna app, I was only able to do the standard traditional installment. You know, you borrow, you have you have uh, this limit. Your limit wasn't even shown on the Klarna app, to be honest. So it was just case by case basis. Now what they do is they show you a limit and they also give you this option. So you'll have the option of doing a standard buy now pay later 
pay, paying money up front. And based on your soft credit pool, you'll have an opportunity to be able to utilize Klarna um, and pay a very small number, a, a small fee, um, or should I just say a small uh, a small bill towards what you've borrowed over the course of six months. So instead of doing it over the course of six weeks, you can do it over the course of six months. And it will come with an APR um, of 24.99% um, percent, um, as an APR rate or higher, right? So it is very true. I've never utilized that way of financing through Klarna. Um, but I also know like Affirm, Affirm is an app that also offers very either point of sale, you have to pay up front, um, and you pay over the course of six weeks or long term financing for those who have um, a better financial rating with their app. Um, so that is something to keep in mind. However, all of these types of applications are not made the same. For instance, if you do interest rates, um, if you're looking at interest rates and fees, you can look at quad pay. Quad pay typically does not do um the APR thing, okay? And as quad pay switch over switches over to zip pay, which is happening on August 16th, I don't know how that's going to change drastically um or how their platform is going to change. I'm going to be looking heavily, you know, to anticipate what is to come. Uh but what I will say, I feel like this is very important to say this is if you look closely with quad pay, let's say you buy something that is $60 quad pay as a $4 fee to whatever it is, four extra dollars. And they make it seem, seem just so like, Oh no, we just add four extra dollars on to every purchase a part of, um, that's used through quad pay. They make their money that way, but they don't explicitly tell you where that comes from. So you have to look at the fine print when you're utilizing, utilizing these applications, because some are standard where they just allow you to do point of sale, pay over time a month or you know six weeks others um not so much right so you have to be able to weigh the pros and cons and identify what it is that you want out of these applications uh before just utilizing these apps number three watch due dates i think this is very self-explanatory with any freaking application you're using, subscription you have, um, any uh, financial product that you are utilizing where it is not your money, you need to be gung-ho on uh, your pay dates. Because if you miss a date, um, that may tarnish your relationship with being able to utilize a BNPL application. Um, furthermore, it may also be one of those things where if you consistently forget about it, now you have a collection notice. Okay. Oh yes, we're going to talk about it. Now you have a collection notice dated for you, um, on your credit report, uh, because you owe this company money. They loaned you a short term loan and you were unable to pay it back. Now, while these companies do say that they, um, do not touch your credit, the only time your credit uh, can be tarnished is when you borrow a loan that you are unable to pay back, just like any standard loan within the financial industry. So 
it's very important for you to to recognize that, right? Um, buy now, pay later loans have a due date. So if you, say for instance, this week you get a loan um, and you're approved and you're paying $100 bi-weekly, uh, in the next week, you know, the next week will go by, you won't owe anything. The following week you will, you need to be up to speed on those dates, especially how that aligns, as I said earlier, with other bills that you have. And I think this also taps into overspending. And that's why due dates are very important because some of us have unexpected expenses that come our way. You know, some of us have certain savings goal we want to reach. And if we have extra bills that may take away from that, you know, we want to pinpoint them and make sure we have things organized as sharp as possible. Number four, you may not be building credit. So the reason why a lot of people are interested in these type of applications is because they don't touch your credit unless, like I said, it doesn't affect your credit unless, like I said, you don't pay your loan back. Um, so many buy now, pay later companies do not report on time payments to credit reporting companies. They simply just don't. They're offering you a service. And that's why people like them, right? Because um, they technically are not really that involved. They're just, you know, making money off of you and you're utilizing their service. And if you continue to come back, that's great. But if you find yourself constantly utilizing these applications, it make it may make more sense for you to build your credit if you do not have a healthy, you know, um, credit rating and uh, build it up so that when you want to utilize a thing like a credit card, right? Um, and you're able to pay that back over time, that gives you more luxury, right? And it works with you and not against you. It's not just you utilizing something and you being a consumer. It's actually something that gets reported and you're able to build history. So that's where the catch is, right? You don't technically build, you're not building good history. And if you are building history with a buy now, pay later company, it's often because you don't messed up, Right. So it's very important for you to uh, read the fine print, understand how your lender uh, handles uh, relationships with credit reporting companies. They're usually very explicit with that. Um, And if you find yourself as an individual who uses buy now, pay later applications more frequently, you might you might really want to look into uh, rebuilding your credit if you fall into the category of people who don't have really great credit, right? Um, So that you can have more benefits and access to higher limits and be able to reap the rewards of having one-time payments be reported to uh, credit reporting companies. So the last thing that they identify is the allure, right? The allure of utilizing um, these companies because it's very attractive. So you mean to tell me I can go on Pretty Little Thing I can do a huge uh uh <laughs> shopping spree, get the get 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 um excuse me, get 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 <laughs> no <laughs> um get my clothes and not pay full price but play it over time. It sounds great to me, right? But the thing is that while it is great, they all have their downsides, right? Not all of them operate the same. 
Um, they might change their policy. You know, um, you may be able to use a buy now, pay later applications for uh, one particular thing. And then the next month, they may no longer offer financing for that company. So those are things you should look out for. Like the article says, interest-free installment um, installments can be attractive and harmless as long as you stick to the plan. The application process is easy and doesn't rely heavily on past credit history in general. They are also appealing to those who may not like credit cards. So it really depends on what you care about as somebody who is utilizing these services. Um, In addition to this, there are a few things before we wrap up the buy now, pay later um, segment of this politicking. (laughs) Um, of this part of politicking, I want to just say there are a few things you really should look out for, right? Um, In the beginning, I spoke about how uh, I was using buy now, pay later apps for bills, right? I know when Quad Pay uh, first came out, they were utilizing um, uh, that tagline because they were marketing to a particular consumer. And when you go into the application, uh, I would say this for QuadPay and Klarna, you can, uh, there's a search bar in addition to their partners, there's a search bar where you can shop and, uh, use their ghost cards, um, to pay for the things that, you know, you desire to buy. Um, however, as of lately, they have changed their dynamic of where their financing is accepted um, and the type of consumer they are looking for, um, really leaning more towards them wanting consumers to have healthy financial habits. So recently, I found out that Klarna no longer um, allows uh, consumers to utilize their ghost cards for rent payments or anything that is in the sphere of of rental properties or subscriptions. Um, And in many ways, it might be because of the consumer that they're looking for, um, but also what they want their uh, application to represent as they expand. Um, Over the past year and a half, Klarna has expanded a lot. Okay, the the interface of the app looks different. The type of financial product they app they offer looks different. Um, and it's very important that if you were somebody who was utilizing this service for that, just know that these things change without notice. So if you have a dependency on utilizing an app for those things, it might be in your best interest to take a step back and figure out how you can improve your financial wellness journey instead of being relying on these applications, which really aren't meant to provide for consumers in that way, right? They make their money. You buy now, pay later. You have your installments, you know, for for different retailers. They are cutting back, and they will cut off, you know, their their poli- uh, change their policy with the quickness, quickness, and not inform you um, on where they uh, where their financing is accepted. Um, another thing that I want to bring up in regards to buy now, pay later applications is it was once possible on PayPal to do buy now, pay later apps. You know, if you're 
buying uh, a service or utilizing a service you could you know pay it over time without the other person knowing they just received the money and it just it is what it is but child nowadays because paypal also has their own bnpl surface service excuse me you're no longer allowed to utilize other ghost cards or companies through their app you only have to use uh, you're only allowed to use rather uh, PayPal's products. And so that could be a turn off for some people, but that's important to know because these applications are not able to be used everywhere. Um, and furthermore, if you find yourself on the end of struggling to miss a payment, some applications allow you to change the date. Other applications require you to speak to customer service. And if you do run into the fact that um, your card may expire or you know you might have insufficient funds and you're not able to pay off a bill, you will be barred from further purchases until those bills or that particular bill is met. So remember, while they have their perks, right? While they have their perks, there are still some, I have to be very transparent, there are still some cons to utilizing these applications. And I think for me, where my um, opinion on the cons that, that exists with these applications exists on whether or not uh, rely on, excuse me, whether or not you are an individual who is using this as if it's your own money and you're depending on the application. So remember, when you're looking to utilize these particular installment loans, short-term loans, BN, PayL applications, do your research, okay? There exists all types of apps. There's Afterpay specifically for retail. There's a firm. They're like the big dog for whatever, you know. There's um, Klarna. There's Quad Pay. There's Zezzle. You know, there's Paying For. Um, I don't know if they're uh, technically in the U.S., but there is Paying For. Paying For. Um, there is. Uh, what's that app that I recently discovered? for rentals there's flex right and basically what flex is is if you pay your rent online through a major major portal right um, flex splits up your rent into smaller stress-free payments throughout the month and you don't pay any late fee fees you know with flex rent is paid on time you don't have to worry about late fee fees again and also each payment helps to build your credit not all online porter portals are made the same. So, yes, you may pay rent online, but uh, you may not be able to access Flex because the way you pay rent online is not a portal, portal that is supported by Flex, even if it might be supported by a bigger online server. So that is just something to keep in mind. Always remember to do your research. Always remember to use these things um, with discretion. Okay, you know, make sure you you're a little bit more more intentional and uh, don't lack don't lack dependency. Don't lack dependency on these applic applications because it's not it's not healthy. You know, like you you 
you it's not healthy to to continue to depend on something that they say these apps applications are for you but at the end of the day we live in a capitalist society and these applications are meant to make money off us so that wraps up the bnpl side of things as we talk about proceeding with caution and right now what we're going to get into is a very candid discussion on earning wage apps earned wage apps or cash payday apps or uh, cash advance applications and why you should be proceeding with cautions and things you should be looking out for now listen my introduction to cash advance um, loan applications was very similar to um, my introduction to buy now pay later applications. I was somebody who needed, you know, I was in a very vulnerable state financially and I needed to be able to access quick cash just to be able to feed myself. And when I first discovered this type of application, um, I was still in school, I was working and I really needed access to cash and I was getting direct deposit. So I was like, hmm, let me do some, some research, research and see if there is a application out there where I can get money fast because at that point, I was unable to get approved for a loan. My credit was so shot. Um, I was unable to, like, Lord, even me cleaning up my credit and building and getting access to a secured credit card wasn't going to be enough in terms of a credit line to sustain, you know, the type of help that I needed. Um, so there you have it. I got exposure to a cash advance app. And I want to talk a little bit about what I've learned through that journey. So first things first is I came across a um, article by the Better Business Bureau. And if you know the Better Business Bureau, they are one of the top ways, okay, you can um, receive information, uh, uh, support, um, tips as a consumer on what businesses are actually credible businesses, what businesses are scamming, reviews, be able to access all of that through BBB. Now, with that being said, the article is titled BBB Tip. Using a cash advance loan app, proceed with caution. You see the theme here? Proceed with caution. So, it reads, sometimes you need extra cash to tide you over till payday. Several new apps are eager to, to provide you that service, marketing themselves as an easy, no interest way to get a small loan. However, not all cash apps were created equal. Before signing up for one, research it first and watch out for the hidden fees and other pitfalls. So here's what you should know before using a cash advance app. Number one, understand how cash advance loan apps work, okay? The collegeinvestor.com college defines cash advance loan apps as apps that allow you to deposit money that you've already earned into your checking account before payday. Some cash advance work based on earned wages by partnering with employers, while others work directly with consumers, so without having your employer as a middleman for you to access money. After calculating your current earnings, apps grant you a small loan. The amount of your loan is then deducted from your next paycheck. 
Some apps require monthly membership fees, and that's very true in order for you to access their instant cash service, um, while others charge fees for loans or allow you to make voluntary, quote, unquote, tips. Number two, get to know the lender. If you decide to use an app to get a cash advance, look up the financing company on BBB.org first. Make sure the company has a reputation for honest business practices. In addition, consumerfinance.gov, a site that I love dearly, recommends finding out if the lender is licensed by your state, which means better protection for you as well. That's extremely important as a consumer because some people have a uh, very different experience. Number three, read the terms carefully. Take your time reading the terms of the loan carefully. Be sure you understand when the loan must be repaid and how much you owe if you don't pay on time. Let me be very transparent here. If you are unable to pay a bill on time or if you have insufficient funds in your account on a payday or when that money is due back, it will bar you from being able to borrow from particular apps for a period in time. I know this for sure with applications like Branch, and I know this for sure for applications like Earning, because I've utilized these apps. If you are unable to pay a loan back, it shifts your relationship. And while you may get a deposit or have to borrow some money to cover for the loan or other expenses that are in that account, they will get their money back, but you won't be able to access them for a certain period or they'll ask you to prove that you got paid, which gives you a runaround. So it's very important for you to read the terms carefully and know what happens if a big oop-oop-don't moment comes up where you need to pay the money back, but you just, you simply just can't. Number four, find out about fees. Be suspicious of cash advance apps that claim to be totally free. That means they are often usually they are often usually hidden fees and costs Warren's next Warren's next advisor. Fees can be disguised under other names including tips, donation, membership fees or premium access account. Find out what you'll pay and be aware that fees may seem small and can add up over time. For example, NerdWallet Wallets says that paying a $2, $2, okay, to withdraw $20 for two weeks comes out to an annual percentage rate of 260%. That's comparable to what traditional pay lenders charge. And why does that matter? It matters because These applications essentially have derived from payday loans. They are the modern day alternative form of a payday loan app. And although they present themselves to help consumers who typically are in financially vulnerable spaces, who who 
who come from under-resourced communities who need to rely on these applications in order to get by and, and possibly do not make enough or do make enough but find themselves into an unhealthy pattern of utilizing these applications, this is definitely something you should look out for because their prices of membership fees and charging you to get immediate access to money, and which almost seems like a punishment, um, or making making um, recommendations for you to tip and hitting you with multiple, okay, I have to say it because it's very real, hitting you with multiple um, uh, updates to say, hey, hey, um, tip, tip, you don't want to tip, you don't want to tip. You might want to tip. You tipping helps to do this. You tipping helps to do that. When you see that on those platforms, it's because they really do make money off of tips and they really do prioritize uh, consumers and appreciate when consumers tip. Um, it is very a suspicious tactic that most of these um, cash advance apps use. Um, and it is extremely expensive. It's outrageous to do this to people who are utilizing the app because they're in a vulnerable position financially within the first place. But it's very co comparable to, to payday lenders practices and it's exploitive. And so you should be wary of that and also recognize this is why you shouldn't steadily be utilizing or having a dependency on these type of applications. Number five, be careful with your personal information. Most cash advance loan apps need access to your banking information to work. Make sure the company's websites and connections are secure and read their data privacy policies before sharing your information. Sometimes these applications do share information with other applications. And I know for a fact through application, an application, one of my favorite uh, fintech apps like Truebill, when they started to offer the payday advance um, app, um, I was unable to use it. And that's because they track and see if you have other payday applications that you are utilizing on your phone. And if you do, you're unable to borrow with them. So it's very important to make sure that you know what type of information is being shared, why, and if they are selling your information. Never pay upfront fees. Which number are we on? We did one, two, three, four, five, six. Never pay upfront fees. If a lender asks you to pay fees before giving you any money, don't agree. Charging dis consumers an undisclosed amount of upfront fees is illegal and it is a sign of a scam. I'm going to be honest though. In order for most people to be able to utilize some form of the instant cash payday apps, um, they will try to deduct one cent from your account and replace that money back, of course, to show that your account is actually um, working or they can take that money out or it has a positive um balance. So uh, you may not be able to utilize those applications unless they can do that. Um, and I know for me, that was an issue that I ran into with Clover, um, not because there was no money in my app, um, um, in my uh, bank account, excuse me, but because there was a glitch within their system. 
Seven, budget accordingly. Always remember that getting early access to your money through a cash advance loan means your next paycheck will be smaller. While this kind of loan can be helpful, if you find yourself in a small financial emergency before payday, you'll need to plan ahead to make ends meet during your next pay period. Why does this matter? Why does this matter? Why does this matter? Is because if your next paycheck is smaller and you're like, no, I need my full money again, you're going to fall in the trap, the debt trap of borrowing consistently against your next paycheck, which is a completely un un unhealthy habit to have. It locks you in with being dependent on these applications. And you never want to be dependent on these applications because they are not your friend. They are meant to help, but they are meant to be a temporary solution, not a crux, okay? Because when you have to lean on something to that capacity, when things go wrong, it can put you into a deeper debt trap than you already were in. So remember to budget accordingly. Eight, keep your documentation. The Better Business Bureau has received reports of consumers getting calls from collection agencies years after they repaid a payday loan. Some calls were a result of human error, but others were attempts to scam consumers out of money. Stay safe by keeping documentation that states your loans were paid in full. And lastly, consider alternatives to loans. Cash advance loans can become very expensive, especially if you miss your repayment date. Consumer.gov recommends considering other ways to borrow money, including using a credit card, asking a family or friends for loans, a family member or friend for loans, or inquiring about a loan at your bank or credit union. If you need a loan because you are unable to pay one or more of your regular bills, try calling the company and asking for assistance. For example, many lenders and creditors are helping borrowers affected by COVID-19 and offering deferment on mortgage loans or credit card debt. If you also find yourself being an individual that doesn't have access to credit, can't borrow from a family member or friend because you consistently find yourself in a space of already owing the money and you've exhausted all of your options, you're going to have to center yourself and figure out what it is that you need in order to have a healthy financial wellness journey. I've been at rock bottom. I've been having nowhere to turn um, or, or finding myself in a space where I've just exhausted all of my options. And what I had to do during that time is recognize that the kind of money I was making wasn't sufficient enough for me to be able to sustain my livelihood. So I needed to increase my finances, right? The my, I needed to increase my earned income and I also needed to cut back on some of the things that I was utilizing um, that made it very expensive for me to be able to reach my savings goals or have breathing room, you know, and what some of that means sometimes is cutting back on the eating out, cutting back on um, trying to be everywhere your friends are, just really taking into consideration what you need to do to have um, overall better financial health. Um, 
the gist of this article really speaks to why it's so important to proceed with caution and what that means. Typically, a lot of these applications exist because they are trying to help a consumer, but they are also a fintech company. They are also a business. They are, they are also operating in a capitalistic society. And so while these applications may appear like they're really helpful, and sometimes they can brainwash people into believing that they're a thousand percent got them, you know, with no worries. Um, in my own individual ex experience, when I was um, on bended knee trying to figure out my finances and get them in order, and I reached out to these companies, they were not as helpful as you would think um, helping me get something together or um, postponing um, a, a debt that was owed to them. They were unable to do that because they were like, well, we already sent the charge out, you know, so you have to be conscious of those things and how, you know, depending on these type of applications may further lead you into um, a financial journey you really don't want to experience. I wouldn't wish this bad luck on anybody. So I say this all to say that in addition to that, some of the things that I've learned is this. I've used Bridget. I've used Branch. I've used Earning. I've used Dave. I've used FloatMe. I've attempted to utilize Clover. I've used Albert. All of these applications, oh, and Empower too. All of these applications come with their own pros and cons, right? And they can be very useful for somebody who temporarily wants to utilize these applications. But if you are depending on eight applications in order for you to borrow back your paycheck because you already utilize your paycheck for bills and you owe everyone, including these applications, I want you to know you are not in a financially healthy situation. Your financial health is not where it needs to be. And instead of you pretending that you're good because you're up, right, when you have access to these, to these funds, the moment these applications close you out, bar you from being able to, 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 to utilize your money, you are going to be screwed. You don't want to get into that predicament. You want to be able to avoid that beforehand. And I'm not coming off as somebody who's an expertise. I'm not coming off as a financial advisor because I'm not a financial advisor. I'm coming off as an individual who has went through this experience and doesn't want another person to have to experience it. Okay? You need to be more conscious of the way you are utilizing these apps and figuring out a way in which you can break off from it and still be able to have a healthy financial wellness journey because that that's what matters. I'm not saying that, you know, if you're using this, you're never going to be able to, to, to get over. You know, I'm not saying that you want to be exploited. But what I am saying is that these applications are temporary solutions. And the more dependent on these apps you are, the worse off you're positioning yourself in your financial future. Another thing I want to add in addition to um, these <laughs> payday applications is I want to say that 
you know, they have the discretion to decide whether or not you are able to borrow the same amount from a loan. And it may fluctuate. You remember when I was talking about the buy now, pay later and how their policy may fluctuate? They may fluctuate when when, how, where you are able to utilize their service based off of the simple fact, and we're going to get into it, but based off of the simple fact, okay, you may have a extra bill that hit and they're like, nah, you know, your financial help is looking a little weird this week. Uh, instead of that $500, oh, you paid us that $500 for last pay period, but instead of you having access to that again, you have 250 so now the money you were depending on is cut short by $250, which also forces you for forces you into what? Being more dependent on applications or trying to find another application that you can get $250 to cover your bills and to take care of yourself and your needs and this, that, and the third. You don't want to be in those predicaments. So you need to keep that in mind when, with, with also utilizing these apps. And additionally, if you run into a situation where, you know, they're unable to charge your car or something may happen you know there are some applications that will bar you for 30 days um or until the next two pay periods um from being able to utilize their application they will definitely prevent you from being able to have access um to their financing um should I say financing? Basically, yes, because there, there, there are they, they do provide the the advance is a small loan, um, while you know some applications only provide cash advances. There are other fintech companies who are in the cash advance um, app world that also provide loans. So they'll provide you a loan on top of the cash advance and. Um, those particular apps are Money Lion and who else? I think it's just, there's probably one more, but I know for sure Money Lion provides access to loans and cash advance apps. And you have to pay a monthly membership fee in order to be able to access these services. So as inexpensive as you think it is, you're really paying an enormous amount of money to receive money. With that being said, this wraps up the politicking segment, um, providing you some tips to proceed with caution and utilizing buy now, pay later applications and cash advances. I want to hear from you. Uh, what success have you had in utilizing these types of applications? What uh, failures or struggles, rather, have you had in utilizing or being unable to utilize these type of applications? And what lessons do you have for the Broke Black Bougie community? You can be sure to send an email uh, with the title of this podcast episode um, to info at BrokeBlackBougie.com. Once again, you can send an email to info at BrokeBlackBougie.com. I simply think, and I will say this again, I will say this to the death of me, that 
the best way we can improve our financial awareness is improve our sense of self, improve the things that we need to do in order to elevate, and also recognize how our views and opinions of things may change over time. Um, I personally was a avid user of Buy Now, Pay Later apps, of um, payday advanced applications, and I recognized that I used them heavily when I was financially in a place where I was vulnerable. And because of that, I thought they were the most amazing thing on earth. Like you couldn't tell me nothing about any of these applications. I knew them in and out. And when I started to do more research on these applications, I recognized that they are definitely not something that is supposed to be used long term. When you utilize these applications long term, um, it actually poses more harm than good, especially if you are in a financial vulnerable space, you're still utilizing these apps and your situation is not changing. An app is not going to help your, your financial circumstances change if it is the financial behaviors and it's the individual who needs to have more support or they need to shift their behaviors in order to be able to maximize their potential, right? And able to be able to improve their financial wellness journey. I think that's something to say for, for most people and definitely for my own um, experience because when I was on bended knee and I couldn't utilize an app, those apps were not there and I couldn't utilize what was in my bank account. I had to really just look in inside and take a thorough assessment on um, how my financial health was going to improve and what basic strategies I was going to be able to utilize moving forward. Um, I'm very grateful for those experiences and um, the journeys that I've had and the things that I've learned. And uh, I recognize now that the best progress of my financial health is not how much money I have access to borrow through a cash advance app, but how much money I have sitting in my accounts so that I don't have to utilize these type of services and I could have greater access to things that also help me um, position me better off, you know, financially. So with that being said, um, I hope that this episode helps to bring some more insight to those who are utilizing these applications or are trying to figure things out for themselves. I send nothing but love to you all. I wish you all well within your personal finance journey, your financial wellness journey, as I like to say. And um, I look forward to chopping it up with y'all soon. Make sure you respond, like, comment, share, um, provide some feedback. Uh, hit me up because I really want to hear your stories and I think this will be very helpful and uh, some of the new posts that I'll be writing up on the site. So be sure to follow Broke Black Bougie on Facebook.com at, at the Broke Black Bougie page. Um, follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com forward slash Broke Black Bougie. Um, and stay tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned because that's all I could really say. Oh, and I must not forget, please follow us or sign up for our newsletter. Like, I'd be really, really wanting to chop it up and talk. And I'm just like, we need to, 
we need to up these numbers and grow this newsletter to to some more interactive um broke black bougie people you know want the community to grow uh <laughs> i look forward to talking with y'all soon